All right, welcome to the Rooted Leadership Podcast. This is your host, Chris Panetta. As always, we're in studio here in Salem, Oregon. Uh, it's a beautiful summer day and happy to be here. This is episode uh, number four for any of you who are tracking. And, you know, it's been a bit of a series uh, uh, of relevant episodes. Now, always within this podcast, episodes aren't going to necessarily build upon one another. You know, once we get into actually interviewing leaders and having guests, you know, with us, um, they may or may not, you know, connect on a timeline. But these first few, you know, if you're listening to this one, I would recommend that you go back and actually listen at some point to the first three episodes um, in front of this one and probably the episode after this. And the only reason is because we felt in starting this podcast, which is connected to our Leadership Institute, we felt like we needed to give an introduction to why we're doing this, um, but also to what our Leadership Institute even is, because that's why this exists. It's connected to a Leadership Institute. We want to house a lot of knowledge from leaders that we learn from here in our community and elsewhere. Uh, and we figured, hey, a podcast is a great way to kind of house a lot of that knowledge and store it for future leaders to to learn from. And so it's just one aspect to our The Rooted Leadership podcast. So if you want to understand what groundwork is and why we call it rooted and, and you know, more about the content, please listen to the, the first couple of episodes. Uh, but today, you know, I wanted to, to talk about another very specific part of our core content and curriculum. Um, okay, we, we provide, again, I'll reiterate, we provide a framework, but that framework is not, it's not end-all, fix-all. It's just an important framework that we feel like helps bridge industry, bridge different ways of thinking so that when you're sitting at a table, whether it's a community table with various organizations or, you know, in an organization with very different backgrounds, that if you can use this framework to talk about problems, to talk about opportunities, to talk about your organization, that it it just expedites the possibilities for positive results and collaboration and so on. So that's the framework, you know, that we're providing and we, we call it, you know, our rooted, our rooted framework and it's soil, seeds, and weeds. And last uh, episode two, you know, I believe I dive into soil and, uh, you know, the first episode we kind of talk about the whole institute and why we chose that analogy of soil, seeds, and weeds. Then I share a story kind of about that deepest part of soil in episode three. Well, today, you know, it's going to be different for me because seeds is something that we're not 100% on, right? So the way I explain seeds today is probably going to change, you know, in with time. And uh, it's not going to be the first time we talk about it. But seeds is important because we see it as really innovation, right? We see seeds as the ability to be innovative. We see it as the ability to plant, you know, something like an initiative, like a program, like a solution, and actually have it bear fruit, actually have it produce what we want it to produce, bear the results. Seeds get a lot of attention uh, as leaders, right? Because the seeds are what make us look good or they're what make us look bad, okay? Uh, if I plant a good seed then and it bears great fruit, right? I have a, a great idea and it has positive results, then I look really good. Versus if I choose to either cultivate a, a current existing seed or plant a new one, you know, like there's an existing program that I keep going, or there's a new initiative or a solution that I feel like I have, but it fails, then the seeds make us look bad. And so we know seeds all too well as leaders. And that's what I want to talk about today. But I'm also thinking through a lot of kind of a problem, right? Which is that I don't feel like the way we describe seeds is quite yet perfect. 
in the rooted content. And just like any other problem, you know, I'm always trying to work through it. I'm trying to think through it, right? You know, there's a lot of meaning in that idea of thinking through something that I actually have to there's something on the other side of what of what's blocking, you know, my thought process that I need to get to. Um and so, you know, I invite you kind of on that journey with me to think through this as I think through it today. I'm going to kind of go over what's in our rooted content, but I'm also going to, you know, just add various thoughts that I'm feeling are going to actually help me get through um, to what is clearer on on the other side of the, you know, the, the predicament I'm in, which is that this is continuing to develop. But it's so important because, again, seeds are the tangible things. Seeds are what we see. Seeds are what we are constantly thinking of doing. You know, many of us, we go to meetings or we're part of a committee or whatever. We sit down and what we spend our time on is seeds. We spend our time talking about, well, will this work? Will that work? Well, what can we do about this? Or let's take away that. Let's do this. And it and it's all kind of on the surface. Okay. And we don't really dig deeper into those roots. So there's some basic principles today that we originally feel are important when we're thinking of seeds or important of when we're thinking of innovation. Now there's a lot of ways to define innovation. There's a lot of ways to talk about it, but we have a certain way that we've decided to talk about it. And again, I'm not completely married to the way we talk about it because I want to think through, is there something better? Okay. But I'm going to introduce this framework, just like I introduced soil. We feel really good about soil. Again, that's episode two, but today is mainly about seeds. Okay. So let me read in the handbook to you how we describe what seeds are. So here we go. There's a widely common and disruptive mistake that leaders make and that is of determining solutions to problems or opportunities far too early. And I'm going to pause. Now, is that not the truth? Okay. Leaders do that often. Okay. Just as a farmer would never plant a seed in unhealthy soil, hopeful for the good fruit it is meant to bear, leaders ought never to deem solutions, initiatives, projects, and innovation without first making ready of the soil. Okay. So, so much of seeds has to do with the soil. You can't plant things in toxic soil. They just don't grow. Okay, they just don't grow. And and remember, soil, the soil, what it is, it's the people, the determining factors of if the soil is healthy or not, is the mindset of those individual people, it's their behaviors. And we know this because the culture and climate are clear outcomes of it all. So when we're talking about planting in unhealthy or healthy soil, that's what we're meaning. Okay, that's what we mean by it. All right. So where was I? Uh, here we go. Okay. So cultivation is the predecessor to innovation. That's really important. Cultivation, which we talked about in that same episode too, is the predecessor to innovation. Cultivating meaning accountability, seeing people, deeply seeing people. Okay, Seeds that take up no root become nothing but a poor attempt to prove our ability to know what is best. To our credit, we need results. We need the fruit. However, knowing that the seeds are nothing without the soil in which they are immersed is critical. Seeds are the very fabric of what we can literally see in, an organ- in our organizations and communities. They are the proof oftentimes of our ability or lack thereof to get things done. The seed is the tangible evidence that we have made, sorry, to step to bearing the fruit that we all hope to have. Innovation becomes a term often overused and at the same time largely misunderstood. Knowing the seed, why that seed, what fruit it will bear, and what will be the impact of it all become critical factors in our innovative process as leaders. Okay. So there's a lot in there to, to be thinking about, to digest here and very relatable to leadership, very relatable to, to, to really anybody. You know, we spend our life thinking of what we hope to be solutions and, and full of problems and opportunities. And all of those things 
tangibly become seeds and we need to pay attention to the soil, okay? And the soil is critical, right? If I am not accountable as a leader and if I do not choose to see people as often as I can and even deeply see that, which is all part of the cultivation process, then it's going to be really hard for any seed or any idea or any to be innovative or to, to have any sort of initiative take root. It just, it just won't happen because I can't, a seed is not going to fix my, the problem of my soil, right? Which is so great about that analogy. If I have a plot of toxic soil and bad soil, I can't just throw a seed out there and hope that it's going to to fix. It's not some miracle grow or, or something of that nature. A seed's not going to fix my soil. The cultivation process hinges upon people and leaders, right? It hinges upon the people within there, not not the ideas that they come up with. Okay, so let me let me keep going. So that's our introduction to the seed section. And again, if you hear me kind of rustling through, it's because I'm turning pages here. So we get into the first section of seeds, which is what we call humility, okay, which is choosing the seed. Okay, now humility, we all know, a very important component to leadership, okay? It's, it's crucial, but it helps us find the seed. Now, here's why. Let me read this other excerpt. Consider all of the great products, solutions, and outcomes of innovation that have been thought of throughout time. They have been the fruit, proving that whatever seed planted was a good seed. Humanity reaps the benefits, and what goes down in history was not just that the seed, but that the leader attached to the planting of it also goes down. Contrarily, when the, seed, when the seeds have not provided the desired fruit or have even grown something barren, History is not as kind to those leaders responsible. This leaves the responsibility of the seed chosen to the one whose responsibility it fell, the leader. Hence, there is an immense amount of pressure on the shoulders of a leader to not only produce good fruit, but to ensure that the seeds chosen are the right seeds. Therefore, choosing the seed can often lead to the desire to feel overwhelmed and create an image of oneself that is either up or down. So in other words, we can believe that we know it all, which would be up, right? And be up on ourselves. Or we can believe that we don't know it all, therefore being down on ourselves. Both are forms of pride. Focus goes from choosing the right seed back to our self-focused and distorted way, which by our definition is now the problem of our soil, right? Because if we're starting to think of ourselves only and our perception and our image, then it's not a problem of the seed. It's actually a problem of the soil, which is a problem that I have as a leader, all right? So just as quickly as we can make ready of our soil, we can adversely toxify it, especially as a leader. Thus, one key quality is needed when we choose our seed or seeds. Humility. When it's the matter of a seed, we ought not to let it become the matter of soil, so long as we have cultivated in preparation for the innovation to take place, to take root. All right. And then look, let's, here's a great quote from C.S. Lewis. Pride gets no pleasure out of having something, only out of having more than the next. It is the comparison that makes one proud. Okay. So when, when we're talking about innovation, uh, what we're not talking about is necessarily, okay, at some degrees we are talking about this, but we're not necessarily just talking about, you know, great innovators that have been out there, the Steve Jobs, this, you know, they were innovators, right? What we're really talking about innovation is that and, and a lot more, all right? Because you can be an innovator, right? And create a, an awesome product, create an awesome idea, and it can be such a great seed, but the soil, the soil is the impact that it has on others, the impact that we have on others as leaders. So the invention let's say, of the iPhone. That's innovation, right? That was, that was an innovative product, okay? But then there's this whole other concept of being an innovative leader, okay? All right, being an innovative leader, right? Being able to choose the right seed. So there's innovation kind of as a product, and then there's innovation in, in the way that we think. Now they go, they're combined, they're, they're together, but they're also 
different, right? And we're talking more about the innovative mentality of, of a leader rather than are we producing an innovative product, right? That follows, right? Innovation that leaders have. But that's what we're really getting into. Okay, because you can have, again, you can have somebody that's incredibly innovative, but they don't care about their soil and they don't really care about their impact on others. And they can still produce something really great uh, in terms of product. Okay, but the impact that they have on people in the way and at what cost, you know, that's a whole other thing to look at. And those are all determining factors of our soil, right? Not not the seed that we choose. So I hope that you're tracking with me um, and that this analogy is making sense. But humility, we put as the first kind of step or not step, but the first, you know, um, part of the seed section. Uh, because if I think that I know it all, even if I do know it all, let's say, let's say I, I'm, I'm the expert in the room. Okay. Let's say that that's us. Even if that's us, if we can't learn to be humble and still learn from perspectives of others. Okay. And assume that maybe maybe my seed isn't the right seed, or maybe my idea isn't the best idea, or maybe it is a really good idea, but how else can people add to it? I mean, it really cuts off an innovative process and it doesn't allow us to find the best seeds. Or even if we do have the right seed, we're going to start to toxify the soil if we cut others off like that. Okay. If we don't allow others to be heard and if we're assuming that we're the best or we're concerned about our image because maybe we are on the opposite scale where we don't feel like we're the good, a good enough leader. Okay. We don't feel like we're innovative enough. We don't feel like we have all the answers and, and we start to get concerned about our image. Well, in the same way that starts to toxify our soil. So it becomes a matter of soil, not the seed. Can you see how quickly we can go from thinking about problems and opportunities or challenges and initiatives and programs that we can start or products that we could produce, how we quickly go from that, okay, where it no longer is a problem of, can we find the right one? It's actually a problem of our soil. So we need to backtrack and actually fix our soil. Are we really seeing others around us? Are we truly deeply seeing those that we need to deeply see? Are we being accountable to ourselves? Are we cultivating a culture of accountability in our organizations? When we nail our soil, it's so much easier to have seeds take root, okay? Deep root, which means they're going to last, which means it's not just a quick band-aid fix. It's going to last. It's going to be sustainable. All right. So again, I'm thinking through this with you. I'm not pretending that I have all the answers. I'm thinking through all of this in the moment with you. All right, let me get on to the next the next section here. We call it steps to innovation. Now these these I see um, adapting over time, whether how we talk about them or just kind of rewriting this section altogether, but this is a really good start for us as a leadership institute. Okay, steps to innovation, time to plant, we call it. There's a lot of ways to define innovation. Okay. And so we're not claiming this is a definition of innovation. This is just a way that we connect it to this soil, seeds, and weeds analogy and also has direct implication on how innovative we can become. Okay, the first step to innovation is desire. Now, let me, let me give an intro here. Okay, here's the, uh, the, the intro to the steps to innovation. If you've ever happened to find yourself on a plot of actual soil, well-cultivated, healthy, and ready for planting, you know what may come next, the actual planting of the seeds, right? We start to actually go out and plant. However, as we have hereto learned, the literal breaking up of the soil for the farmer or the gardener is nowhere near as challenging as to how we have made analogy of it. So we've made it sound really simple. Well, you got to have clean soil, good soil, healthy soil, and you plant some seeds, right? It's not that easy. And that's what we mean by this. So the planting of the seed is in kind not as easy as its literal comparison, although there is a process to planting seeds in the real world of the term. The way we are defining it 
as steps are as steps to innovation will reside in its philosophical drivers. Okay, so so we're we're trying to make something really complex, make it tangible. Wanting a good seed is not the same as desiring what it can bear. We can be led to believe that most will want good seeds. We surely want good solutions and search for best practices as leaders. We even claim to be innovators. Okay, again, innovation and innovators is a term thrown around in today's world. However, having a desire for the entirety of what it means to be an innovative leader is a very is very different from merely wanting it. Okay, desire holds something deeper, something rooted to our soil and that very fabric of why we are even led to the soil for planting in its conception, upon which we cannot expect any seed to take root as we innovate without having convinced ourselves and others that it will in fact grow the good fruit. Belief in the outcome is only as real as the capacity in which we have trusted our cultivation process. That's a really important line right there. Okay, to which end our belief in a seed takes root and bears the good fruit hinges upon our knowledge of how healthy our soil has become. Belief is rooted in the work we have put in to something that we know is real, and we cannot run from the status of our soil. The soil is as it is. There's no running from it. And it verifies our belief that the seed will take root and our innovative attempts will allow the ensuing of that which is not barren, the results we require, and the impact that is needed. All right. So our desire comes from something that that we're rooted into, right? It comes from it comes from something deeper than oh, it's a great idea, right? There's a difference between a desire for something to work versus this is a good idea. I hope it works. Okay. There's 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 something different there. And innovators, they they don't just think something will work and hope it does. There's a desire of for it. There's a desire for the impact that it can have. There's a desire for the change it can make. All right. And then so that's the first step. Desire. Right, and desire means a strong feeling of wanting to have something or wishing something to happen. So it's more than just, oh yeah, that would be great if that happened. Okay, it's something much, much deeper. All right, so think about all the times when you've had truly been invested or committed to a process or an idea that you've had. Okay, it's it it becomes a desire. It's not just an idea. All right, and then the next step, if you heard in there, is belief. Okay, and belief is the trust and faith or confidence in something or someone. Now. Belief is important because our belief is not so much in the idea. If all we if all we are is believing in an idea, like, oh yeah, I believe in this idea, it's rare in my experience and what I've seen that those ideas come to fruition and they start to bear good fruit and have positive results. Because when ideas do have all of those outcomes, it's in my experience, it's because the people pushing it, they believed in their soil, right? They believed in their people, okay? They believed in their people. They believed in their relationships, which is all rooted back to soil. All right. So our belief, when we're when it comes to innovation, is rooted in our soil. If I believe that I've done the proper job in cultivating my soil, if I believe that my soil is ready or at least good enough, then I have a lot more confidence and and and, and faith that this idea and desire I have is going to work. So I hope that makes sense. Okay, I hope that makes sense. And then, of course, the last bit of this is planting. It's implementation. We actually have to do it. We really need to do it. And too often, we start to do before we cultivate our soil, before we develop a desire in ourselves and even amongst others and a belief that it will actually work. We jump to just doing. We jump to just implementing. Um, and it, to to our you know defense, we we want to get things done, especially as leaders. We have pressures. We want to get things done. People are expecting you know outcomes and expecting things to happen. And so, sure, we want to jump to it. Uh, but those other steps are vitally important. Okay, so we're at you know about twenty about twenty three minutes now. So I'm going to close. But 
this is, you know, this is our start to our seat section, important section, because it's something we're all familiar with. We're all familiar with doing things, with getting things done, with having pro- ideas and solutions and initiatives and projects and being innovative. Okay. All of, all of which to some regard fall under this seed section, but I will, I will close, you know, how I started, which is we're thinking through this problem and we really need to start thinking through clearly what we need to do as leaders to cultivate our soil better so that our actual seeds that we want to plant or the seeds that are already in our soil or what's growing in our soil now, the things that are already existent, it comes back to soil and we need to constantly cultivate it. Okay. We need to constantly cultivate it, hold ourselves accountable, change how we see others. Okay. See others as people that matter like we matter, as beloved, right? Deeply see others. And that changes our dynamic, changes our human experience. I shared, you know, uh, in a couple episodes ago, but all of our world's problems are rooted in some degree. Okay. And I'm talking about problems of human beings, not, you know, other problems like, you know, through nature and other things that are out of our control, but problems that are, have to do with human beings. They're all rooted in people not being seen. They're just, that's just the fact, right? The conflicts that we experience, the things that go on around us, it's rooted, many of them are rooted in people not being seen as people. So cultivate our soil first, seeds start to take root, we start to bear good fruit, we start to produce results. Okay, that that is really um, what I'm trying to get at here, what I'm still thinking through. So thank you for joining. Again, uh, Chris Panetta, host of the Rooted Leadership Podcast. Uh, This has been a quick episode, just me. Again, hang tight. We're going to be getting interviews with leaders and and actually having guests in. And you won't just hear from me anymore, but I'm just trying to create a foundation um, uh, for us to build upon. But uh, have a great day. Stay safe. See you later.